Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lorena and this is The Pooch. I am sitting here with a glass of wine. Um, the kitchen's a mess. There's shit all around me. I've just paused the washing machine so that I can record this podcast. Could have done it before, could have done it after, but I just honestly I've got like, I don't know, half an hour of quiet to myself before my sleeping toddler possibly wakes up. She's been quite good lately funny story she asked my husband two nights ago if he could switch off the white noise and the pink light and I was like are you joking this is what's been keeping you awake I don't know the science behind it I'm sure it's supposed to help her sleep that's why I bought it in the fucking first place because she wasn't sleeping but suddenly now that's the thing that she wants switched off so we've had two nights of okay sleep I'm wondering if somehow something has done an like uno reverso and decided that that pink noise and pink light is keeping her awake so we've switched it off which means i have to be extra quiet and i'm here recording a podcast in the next room so let's see how we go anyway i hope you guys are doing well and welcome to any new listeners this is slowly growing i'm slowly getting new people come around and come and join the pooch party so Welcome to those of you that are new. Um, I always start my episodes with a pet peeve and this one seems a little bit, I don't know, a bit depressive. But honestly, this week my pet peeve is just me. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. But I realise something about me that's really annoying. Um, I'm sure my husband will say there's many things about me that are annoying if you're listening. <laughs> But this um, is particularly about the fact that I am constantly on the hunt for storage solutions. So, for example, um, when it comes to, I don't know, storing my shoes properly, I have tried shoe boxes, shoe racks, I don't know, all kinds of things. Um, But particularly around like handbags and putting my daughter's things in uh, like a organized way so that I've got it handy in her pram anyway turns out that the solution is not a gadget or a new item it's me being more organized and it's really annoying because I know that that's the solution it's just frustrating because I'm constantly like I just I need a bag I don't want a baby bag I'm beyond baby bags I think I feel like a bag with too many compartments just does my head in because I just chuck things in a bag but at the same time I need a bag that magically organizes itself so that I can have her snacks handy, her nappies handy, her wipes handy, fitting into the tiny bloody thing underneath my stroller and have no, because I end up like in a hot sweaty mess every single time I try to reach something when we're out. Like I need a wipe, it's not just handy and there. 
I need to get her a snack or I don't know a pen to draw with because she loves drawing that's my way of mostly entertaining her when we're out I'm just constantly fighting with things in a bag anyway that's my pet peeve it's me I'm just disorganized I need to like take the time to organize things I reorganize my shoes and then I come home from wherever I am and just chuck them on on a pile they just become a pile of shoes and it's just getting to me so I just need to learn somehow if anyone has any tips please um, find a way to contact me Lorena Vandez on Instagram just reach out to me and tell me this is how you become and stay an organized person because it's ruining my life thank you So guys, this is episode nine and what I wanted to cover today was just a list of things that uh, I and I think we as new mums or as mums feel guilty about, some of them which don't make sense. So um, I'm calling this part one of the things we feel guilty about because this list feels a little bit endless but these are the things that I probably felt guilty about this week. Some of them conflict with others so I kind of feel like the notion of feeling guilty is embedded into motherhood so that's why they conflict because it doesn't actually make sense anyway so the first one is buying ourselves things um look i know some people really struggle to buy themselves anything as a new mum because obviously the feeling is that the the money should go to the baby what kind of kind of human am i if i'm spending money on myself when i have this creature that i'm i don't know helping grow and whatever um I I'm not to that extent I have to say (laughs) I do like to buy things here and there for myself however I'm one of those people who I can't justify spending a lot on something but then I realize that I end up buying many cheap things that could have equated to one nice thing and I end up doing this all the time um so and that's partly for that reason I feel really bad spending you know a good amount of money let's say on a I don't know a shirt or a handbag or whatever that I need uh, because I'm like how can I possibly put that money into that and then I end up over time spending you know more money because I've bought cheaper versions of what I'm looking for that all end up failing so that's the first thing that we as moms tend to feel guilty about the next two are conflicting and I feel this all the time the first is am I buying the baby too much Now, this is in terms of like, am I spoiling her? Um, Am I not giving her like a realistic view of the world? Is is she too privileged? Are we abusing that privilege? Um, But this was this was more so when she was kind of a newborn. Now I'm I'm kind of measuring, you know, what experiences I want her to have. So when we're out and she wants something, I'm conscious of the fact that she has to understand that she can't have everything she wants. So I, you know, co- you know, I'm constantly pulling back and negotiating and sometimes bribing, <laughs> but I'm definitely not buying her everything. It was more when she was a newborn that I kind of I wanted to get her things and I and I did tend to buy a lot. Um and I had this guilty feeling of like what am I doing to her from the start? But then it kind of hit me. I'm like, "No, that that was actually for me. That was, you know, my enjoyment. The baby doesn't know how many, <laughs> you know, cute outfits they're wearing." I don't think it impacts their development so much as it was it was a form of enjoyment for me and it was something that I I guess used my creative side to to enjoy this new baby so yeah something not to really feel that guilty about 
But the next one, like I said, it's conflicting, is that am I buying the baby too little? So every now and then I'll put on a singlet on my daughter and I'm like, shit, how, how am I still putting on like double zero singlets? She's two. They, they fit perfectly well. But it's just this thing in my head that I'm like, I should have, like, I should be constantly updating her, her wardrobe. What horrible mother am I that I'm putting her in something that's made for someone, you know, she's obviously had it for a long time. Forgetting that, yes, half her life is only a year, so that's okay. And I'd like things not to be, you know, chucked out and wasted. But I do get a little wave of guilt when I'm squeezing her <laughs> into a double zero singlet. The next two are also conflicting. Uh, the first one is not doing enough activity with my baby. So, and and toddler, like it's been honestly since the beginning, this sense that, I don't know, I'm kind of neglecting her development if I don't heavily get involved in something, um, play with her, you know, I'm kind of on top of her. I f- in those moments, I forget there's such a thing as like a helicopter mom. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just letting her do things on her own. And very often now, I mean, she's very much like me in this sense. She goes off and wants to play on her own in her room. Um, I love my time by myself and I have to respect that that's something that she wants as well. I feel like we all do as humans. Um, But yeah, I get these waves of guilt as well. I'm like, I'm not doing enough with her. But the next one is, again, contrasting because it's, am I doing too much? Um, So doing too much activity, doing too much I guess structured activity and I kind of feel like in those moments I'm like oh my god what am I what the hell am I doing to her creativity um you know I feel like so old when I say things like this but I'm like oh when I was a kid you know my sister and my cousins and I we used to play outside with sticks and (laughs) it really sounds like some ancient person talking about their childhood but it's true like of course we had toys we actually had heaps of toys. We had lots of, you know, things to play with that we were given. But we also were given kind of this freedom to just play creatively. And, and I know how beneficial that is for development. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, am I doing something so structured that I'm taking that away from her? I should be leaving her to her own resources and see how she flourishes on her own. So those two feelings just contradict the shit out of each other. And that's really frustrating. The next one is not doing any paid activity or sports or swimming, etc. Um, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that makes me feel guilty. And I actually do at the moment. So we do swimming and we have, have done gymnastics. Um, but I just feel like there are times where I'm not taking her. You know, she's been sick or, um, you know, we, we stopped for a period of time. And I'm just like, oh, my God, especially with swimming. It's such a weird thing because those of you that know that have done swimming lessons with your kids they give you this sense that they're teaching them survival skills and obviously that's the purpose of taking them swimming so early so then clearly what am I doing if I'm not sending her that makes me feel like absolute shit because I'm like oh my god I am robbing her from this opportunity to develop these survival skills I must enroll her in swimming and sports because I'm robbing her from of the opportunity to develop her you know all the things that come with doing sports fitness um you know, being able to be part of a team, leadership, all those things. I'm like, oh my God, I need to get her into something paid ASAP. But once again, contrasting that is, am I doing too much paid activity? Um, I feel like a bit of a wanker when I'm like, oh, my daughter goes to swimming and she goes to gymnastics and she also goes to childcare and we do all these things. Am I raising a princess? That is the opposite of what I want. 
Um, she needs to learn that we're not going to always be able to afford what she wants. And once again, just be creative. And, you know, I've, I was lucky as a kid to do, you know, paid activities, but I know that, you know, that it's not an essential part of growing up. And I just feel like, am I, am I spoiling her in a sense by, by involving her in so much of this stuff? So once again, am I failing her either way? The next two, obviously, once again, they conflict. The first is, am I being too boring and giving her only healthy food? Am I too strict? Is she not getting to enjoy the same things that other kids do? And again, um, on the opposite side of that is, is the food not healthy enough? What am I doing to her body? Am I, you know, am I not giving her the right nutrients? Am I, you know, making, am I starving her from a certain mineral or, or whatever it might be? And am I really not doing the best that I can to raise a, a strong human. This, this stuff's crazy. Like you can just end up going in these guilt circles that just make no sense whatsoever. The next few are about um, buying her stuff. So toys in particular. So the first is, am I not buying her enough toys? I went through this frantic stage I think when she was a newborn or a few months old, not a newborn, I guess a few months old. Yeah, maybe a newborn. I went through this stage where I was like, oh my God, like she's got really nothing. She had, you know, a few um, things that I guess I was given at my baby shower and a few things that she was given when she was born, but they were more like, you know, those cuddly things that they sleep with in bed, um, those comforter things and not so much um, developmental. So, you know, when you look into a lot of toys, a lot of stuff has to do with their development. A lot of those toys are you know colored in a certain way because of the eyesight and all this stuff and I was just like oh my god I'm I'm kind of limiting her from having these developmental opportunities because I'm not buying her the stuff that she needs in fact one day I was in target with my mum and she was a few weeks old and I was freaking out that she only had like things that made noise so like little rattles and stuff and I was like no she needs to learn like I don't know, cause and consequence. Like she needs to learn that, you know, buttons do things. So I was with my mom and I was like, I, I'm going to get her one of those kid laptops. And obviously the age group was like, I don't know, I think 12 months or maybe nine plus, nine plus months. And she was a few weeks old. And my mom was like, I think you're kind of pitching it a little bit. High. I think you're giving her a little too much credit. And I was like, no, 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 I can tell she's smart. She needs a laptop. And she was literally weeks old. The next one is buying her too many toys. Am I spoiling her? Once again, is she, am I, you know, creating a, a princess? Every Everything that she wants, she gets. Um, you know, she has so many, many things already. It's kind of like, you know, we've gone through a few Christmases, a few birthdays already. And just from birth, like everyone's been so generous with her. She's the first grandchild in both sides of the family. So she's super, super lucky and super spoiled. But at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I kind of creating this high, you know, I don't know, high demand princess that is going to expect everything that she wants. And the next one is, am I buying the wrong toys? Am I not giving her the stuff that she really needs for her development? And this is, um, this took me down a bit of a rabbit hole, if I'm honest, like learning about Montessori. It's super fascinating and I really, really loved it. But man, the waves of guilt that I started to feel when I was like, oh my God, that toy does not provoke creative play. What am I doing to my child? Um, you know, this toy is just, just not doing anything for her development. 
She's got too many toys in the playpen. She doesn't have enough, you know, of a certain type of activity. And I just, I went on this, like, I think learning, this is the thing. I feel like when you have information available to you, and this is what I really struggled with. And I was super vulnerable at a certain time. And I think I'm, I think I'm coming out the other side of it. But when you have so much information at hand and you're so, I guess, susceptible to feeling feelings about it all and not doing enough or doing too much and all this stuff learning something new like I I literally went and researched um, Montessori and what what it's all about and I kind of was was using it as a way to feel bad about what I was doing rather than just allowing it to be like this way to supplement what I'm doing or add to what I'm doing and and give my daughter opportunities I used it as a way to kind of go like oh my god what the hell are you doing you're ruining her every single day that goes by without me factoring in these kind of I guess guidelines is a day that I've wasted in her development and it's just like you know horrible horrible feeling when you're I guess when you're in a sense of vulnerability so am I buying her the wrong stuff what am I taking away from her development and flowing on from that the next one is um, letting her watch tv so what the hell am I doing to my daughter allowing her to sit and watch tv and and that's kind of man there are so many things in that too because not only is it again what am I doing to her creativity she's sitting looking at a a screen um but also that almost self struggle shaming in a sense that you know back in my time when I was a kid I didn't have access to the type of tv that she does so one thing is of course there were tvs around in the 80s and and the 90s um but my parents would switch it on and whatever happened to be on tv i would watch i mean i remember i have strong memories of watching full frontal as a child fast forward as a child what else there was like all those shows i obviously didn't understand them at all they were probably definitely not g (laughs) rated um but that's what was on TV when, when, you know, I'd switch it on and sit and watch it at my grandparents' house. Um, which I guess means that I didn't watch as much TV as kids do today because you can easily search a kid's show these days. Like at any – in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, you can on demand put anything that you want on. So not only is it her watching TV but her being able to put things on on demand um, – that goes with music as well like there's certain songs that she's obsessed with and when we get in the car I'm conscious of the fact that the moment she sits down she's like I want to listen to this song and I go straight to Spotify to put it on and I'm like hang on am I am I teaching her the wrong thing here that you know whatever she whatever crosses her mind whatever tv show whatever song crosses her mind I can just put it on at the moment she she thinks about it as opposed to her having to wait until it's time to be able to watch it time to be able to listen to it so because I feel so guilty about it when we're in the car I put on the radio and I'm like well if you want a song I'm gonna have to wait because there's talking there's ads and I don't know what that's teaching her and I feel like maybe that's just you know residue from my generation of being a kid it's maybe it's unnecessary but I just feel like am I doing wrong because she's got the ease of something that I didn't have um, but yeah, obviously watching TV is an issue. But what I, I guess I'm frustrated by it because if it's of her creativity, but what it gives me is the opportunity to be home with her, to work from home with her, um, to do the things that need getting done. Um, you know, I am I am conscious about what she watches and as she's getting older, it's a little bit hard to 
draw a hard line against certain shows that I feel a bit of a waste, really. Um, but then again, far out. Like who knows? It's just it's just a way to to keep her a little entertained while I'm while I'm doing what needs to be done. And once again, you know, um, yeah, sure. When I was a kid, I didn't have that, but my parents also didn't work from home you know and have to find a way to entertain me while they were working from home going through a pandemic and going through lockdown and having to go through all that stuff so you know it is a different is a totally different experience right here right now so feeling guilty about her watching tv so that those things can get done in the environment that we're in has been a little bit of a you know a a pointless torture many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and zeb pound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Yes. The next one is about being in the house too much. I feel guilty when we haven't left the house. Um, You know, if we've had a day like yesterday was a day where we basically spent the day at home because I had mountains of washing to do. Um, We did lots of fun stuff. You know, we did drawing, we played around, we did dress ups, we did cooking. Like we did, we did fun activities, but there was TV in between. There was music in between, all that stuff. But the fact that we didn't step foot outside of the house we didn't go up to the shops for any reason. We didn't go for a walk. We were basically at home the entire day. It made me feel like shit because I'm like, oh my God, I'm robbing her of the opportunity to get out and about. However, the next thing I feel guilty about is when I'm out with her all day. Total opposite. Honestly, just absolutely ridiculous. But I guess that's because I'm thinking about what expectations am I setting Um, you know that she has kind of or that we've got the luxury to be out and about all the time that there's nothing that has to be done at home we've got responsibilities and here we are roaming around maybe the shops and having I don't know baby chinos and chilling out so I'm sure she doesn't care or register any of those things but guilt makes no sense and here we are the next thing I felt guilty about this week was that I couldn't get her to drink a lot of water on a particular day she was fighting it a lot and I I just 
I struggle sometimes to get enough water into her. So I put a little bit of juice, gave it a little bit of flavor. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm giving her water. And straight away, I was like, oh, my God, you idiot. Now she's going to expect it and not learn that plain water is good. So the guilt stepped in because obviously I was like, what are you doing? You're setting up, again, the wrong expectations. And this is over freaking water and juice. The next one is, oh, my God, I only gave her water today. Poor thing. She doesn't get to have any fun. I'm telling you, honestly, I hope this is relatable content because the, as I'm saying this shit out loud, I am <laughs> I'm sounding crazy and I know that it's a lot. It's a lot. I just feel like, the, uh, yeah, my thoughts just need to be paused for a moment because I'm constantly feeling bad, guilty and regret over the decisions that I make, even if they are the polar opposite of the ones that I felt bad about earlier. The next one is about the fact that I don't often cook her cook for her in general I don't cook I'm not very good at cooking um and by that I mean you know I'll put a meal together for her but it doesn't involve chopping and frying and cooking you know um so often I will um you know steam some veggies or or heat up some frozen veggies and put a little meat on the plate you know have some whether it's meatballs or sausages or something that's meat related veggies um and then you know I don't know I'm I'm super conscious of what I buy so I don't want to sound like a wanker but often it's organic um the meat's often grass-fed so I am I guess I'll give myself a couple of points there but I don't really cook much like I don't prepare much of a meal and I feel really shitty about the fact that I put in so little effort even though she has a very healthy diet and I guess as a result of it, she's a person that tends to ch- choose the healthier food. She hasn't had too much exposure to heaps of junk food. Another thing I feel guilty about, obviously, because her food's so bland and boring. Um, but yeah, just the, the general sense of the fact that I'm I'm not one to prepare a meal. I made muffins this week and I honestly feel like I deserve a crown um, because that is just something I would never normally do. Um, and that was probably probably triggered by guilt. <laughs> Guilty muffins. The next one is, this was yesterday, no, this was today. I don't even know. Is Did she spend too much time in the pram? Um, when she's like really well behaved as well, like when we go out and when we go out and she's having a tantrum or like we're just not having a great time, obviously it's a shitty time and it's tough and I'm tired and I feel like, hot and sweaty I'm constantly having these like hot flashes not because I'm menopausal but because I'm just like constantly wrestling her um she hates the pram she's you know anyway she's not she does she just she's so headstrong and she's obviously at that age where you know every everything she wants and everything I deny her is a huge commotion but there are times like today where she was I don't know she was a little saint um, she sat in the pram, you know, we had a few snacks out. I guess I didn't push it too far in terms of like, I, I didn't drag her around the shops as long as I normally would like to. I love walking around the shops. I just love, I don't know, looking at stuff and I kept it semi short and sweet. <laughs> so she was re- super well behaved. She had a nap in the pram, like she was really good. Um, and then obviously I went back to the car and I was like, oh my God, she was she in the pram the whole time? And I felt really shit. Um, even though it just meant that we could have a nice 
pleasant time out and we did something fun like I did get her out we we saw some fun thing in Chatswood and it was all you know she got her face paint and it was all cool but it was like you know am I that person that straps the kid into the pram and I just felt shitty about it anyway the next thing I feel guilty about is that I feel like I don't take her to the park enough um I don't know why that's an issue for me I think I'm conscious of her development, her physical development, like her strength and her flexibility. And I just feel like, I don't know, I, I think something that stops me could be that I'm a little bit like freaked out about her falling. Um, and that's something that I've got to work on. And, you know, we've done gymnastics, we do the fun stuff, we do, you know, we go to fun kiddo places, but something about parks every now and then I'm like oh like I feel like I've got just got to watch her so closely and I do helicopter her at the park and I um, probably shouldn't Um, but that's the reality so I don't go that often like yeah we do go but I just don't go that often but I feel like because we walk past a park every single day um, we live near a shopping center we walk past a park every day I just see like kids there and often I see the same kids there I'm like oh geez these kids come to the park a lot to be fair I feel like some of them are older than her (laughs) I don't know anyway something I feel guilty about the next one was huge for me particularly when she was developing um, certain like milestones certain skills Um, you know especially anyone who's ever tracked leaps I don't know if that's helpful or not Um, but the the, I think it's the Wonder Wonder Weeks app that kind of tells you that they're going through leaps at a particular point in time. And during those leaps is when you offer them certain opportunities so they can develop certain skills. I really felt absolute appallingly shit at times when there was like a stage that, you know, she might be learning, I don't know, um, to walk or to climb some of her motor skills um, using cutlery, those types of things where it's like, you know, she's she's working on her fine motor skills and here I am not giving her an opportunity to learn to use a spoon or, or whatever it might be. It's like when I've when I've really missed the mark and just not focused on a particular skill with her, um, even though, shit, like before, I don't know, the last generation, no one knew about leaps and, I don't know, these stages, but I just felt like, I've got this information, I'm doing nothing with it and I feel really shitty and my daughter's meant to be my universe and here I am, you know, just denying her of these opportunities because I don't think about it in the moment. I might be busy, distracted, frustrated, depressed, who knows, but I just, I didn't spend time today on a particular skill and then I'd go to bed feeling devastated about it because I'm like, once again, robbing her of an opportunity to develop. And the last one for now, for part one, (laughs) um, is getting frustrated um oh my god so I guess you know another thing that I'm sure many people are exposed to is you know the importance of gentle parenting and the importance of dealing with certain situations in a certain way um I have a two and a bit year old who is definitely and I hope I'm I'm hope I'm accurate in saying this that she is at the peak and I hope the peak is not still to come but she's definitely at the peak of tantrums um, I love her to absolute pieces and she's an, she's an angel at times. She's just the best human on the planet. But the tantrums and she's so headstrong that there are times when I get really frustrated. Um, and I'm not even going to downplay it. Like the reality is I get frazzled 
because trying to leave the house at a certain time is just like I'm literally chasing her up and down you know I'll I'll get one step in the way of getting things ready done to be able to leave the house and she undoes that so I might pack I don't know a bag with her nappies and then I turn around to do something else and the nappies are all taken out of the bag and then like I might pack some things away you know tidy up her room so we can come back and her room feels a little bit tidy and then I turn my back and it's all a mess again it's like I'm just I feel like I'm just running around in circles not achieving anything and that to me um my newly diagnosed ADHD also answers to why I get so frustrated so quickly but I just get you know short and snappy and I just I'm like come on let's go this is just too much for me um and it's simply you know around getting us ready and out of the house and then when I've been frustrated the other one that really really pushes me is when I'm trying to get her to bed um I am I don't know sleep in my case is an absolute disaster and I'm happy to do like a whole episode on sleep um not as in any way um advice but just to talk about the realities of sleep because my god like I literally felt like I was probably one of the only people in my shoes and then when I kind of share it later I'm like holy shit there are so many people who are suffering with sleep um because I just knew so many people whose babies slept through the night quite early or who committed to some form of sleep training and were really successful. Um, I haven't been successful in any of those things. I, you know, I've bought the gadgets and I've been to Tresillion. I've done all those things, but it's like she's two and a bit now and it is really, really difficult for me to leave the room while she's still awake. But there'll be nights where I'm in there with her and this is no exaggeration whatsoever. Two hours, two hours sitting by her bed waiting for her to fall asleep she wants to talk she wants to grab my hand she wants me to rub her head she wants and it's 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 beautiful sometimes she's upset and she's angry and she's crying and she wants something else or she wants to get up or whatever and I'm like we need to go to sleep you are so tired but sometimes it's like it's two hours I have so much to do I'm dead tired as he as, as it is and it's like 9 30 sometimes it can get to like 10 p.m and it's been hours of me trying to sneak out of the room to be able to go and get the stuff done that I need to because like my night shift starts once she goes to sleep and so I get frustrated and I get you know short with her and I'm you know I'm, I'm really really careful but I just get so I feel so guilty about even going right that's enough head down go to sleep um that's pretty much the extent of it however that I walk out of her room with tears in my eyes because I'm like that's not a nice way to go to sleep and now I've basically done that to her that's awful so that's another reason I feel guilty and I'm sharing all my why I feel guilty is or reasons I feel guilty because I think um two reasons one so that again it's uh, I guess relatable that people don't feel like oh my god what's wrong with me I'm feeling guilty about all these things um but also to show how conflicting a lot of that guilt is and I know you know some of it's a bit out of my logical control like I can sorry it's a bit out of my emotional control I'm logically telling you it doesn't make sense I'm logically telling you it's conflicting how can it be that you know I'm concerned about about buying her too many and too little toys at the same time I'm concerned about her having too much or too little activity at the same time it actually logically makes no sense however those emotions still come over me so I just want to share that 
you know, this shit's somewhat out of our control, but also to shed a bit of light on the fact that if it doesn't make sense, we we can feel okay with moving away from that guilt. I feel like as as I become a mum more and more, I guess as my daughter gets older, um, I'm learning to cope with it a little bit differently. Maybe my logical cap is, I don't know, getting a bit stronger or my vulnerable side is getting a bit weaker. I'm not sure, but this is the list. There will be another episode for sure because there's a thousand and one reasons we feel guilty as mums. And this is only, I think I said about 20 something. So that was the episode. As usual, I finish with a little hack or a tip. Um, Today is, I guess, one just uh, being kind to yourself in a way that is a little bit different. Um, That sounds a bit kinky, but no, I don't mean that. I just mean thinking about you as another person. So I feel like as a mum or as a parent, you know what it's like to give yourself wholeheartedly to another human being. Um, You tend to neglect your own needs very often. And I just feel like if you think about yourself in terms of like your future self or your past self, like thanking your past self for doing something for you or thinking ahead about, I'm going to leave this here so that my future self has a snack (laughs) or something like that, where it's like you're just constantly thinking about your future and past self doing kind of favors for for each other if that makes sense that sounds really weird um it's just another person that you consider in your day your future self you know what i mean um i don't know there's something that you want to do and you know that without a particular item of clothing or without a particular object you won't be able to go ahead and do that think about your future self when you're thinking about everybody else and leave your future self a little gift i don't know if that that tip or that thought process um does anything for you it works for me though it makes me feel like that's a reason I'm not going to leave the kitchen in a bomb as it is right now because I want to think of my tomorrow self and I would hate for her to wake up after having probably little sleep and feeling like all I need is coffee and I just want to sit down and stepping into the kitchen and seeing it upside down and having to do dishes when I'm freaking dead to the world So I'm going to leave you with that so I can put some gloves on and wash these freaking dishes. I want to tell you to trust your gut, be kind to your pooch, have an awesome week, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.